Hello and welcome to night number 17 of 31 Nights of Frights, year 3, the franchise. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Night 17 takes us back to hell. Or, well, Clive Barker's creation of Hellraiser. Starring Craig Sheffer, Nicholas Turturro, James Remar, and Doug Bradley back as Pinhead. This is the Scott Derrickson-directed Year 2000 Hellraiser Inferno. This is the fifth Hellraiser film, and I know what you're saying already. If Pinhead was killed off in the last Hellraiser film, how in the world could he be back here for Hellraiser 5? Well, here's the twist. It takes place before the future events of Hellraiser 4. So that means as long as you're not getting into anything past the year 21 whatever it was of Hellraiser 4, then you're good to go. Hellraiser 5 attempts to do something a little bit different with its plot. We get a smaller scale story, a more human story, I would say, that is somewhat in line with maybe even the first film as far as the small scale nature of it. Hellraiser 5 tells the story of shady scumbag police detective Joseph Thorne, played by actor Craig Sheffer, who is tracking down a murderer known as the Engineer. These murders are very much almost in line with the Saw franchise, even though I believe this came before the first Saw film, but they're almost in line with that with a almost S&M and torture style of murdering. That is pretty much all the plot that would be put down on paper. There's a lot of things going on with this film, such as going into the past of Detective Joseph Thorne. And it's actually a very interesting film because the movie does revolve 100% completely around him and him trying to catch this killer. And he finds out that there's more to it. It can always spell disaster if a franchise is trying to shake things up. Sometimes it works out good. Sometimes it works out awful. I think they actually did a good job here. In a lot of ways, the story reminds me of Saw mixed with a bit of Jacob's Ladder and Groundhog Day. It doesn't have quite the emotional punch. However, you do feel a little bit of emotion for the detective, even though you really shouldn't. He's not a good guy but you really feel that he might have been a good guy at some point in time in his life. And maybe he's made too many mistakes. Maybe he's unforgivable. Actor Craig Sheffer actually does a good job here. He seems somewhat likable, even though he is a horrible person. He cheats on his wife. In some ways, it is something of a morals tale, like the first movie based off of that. He does a lot of drugs. He frames his partner for a murder to get the blame off of him. He really is not somebody that you would want by your side as your partner because who knows, you might get framed. But he does a really good job here because it is a multi-layered performance. He's not quite as strong as what the material might want or require, but it is almost good to see a familiar face here considering Craig Sheffer was in Clive Barker's Nightbreed. I don't know how much Clive Barker had to do with this. I'm guessing next to nothing. He's not producer or anything like that. However, I do know that he had consulting, I believe, on Hellraiser 5 and 6. 
and he pretty much okayed whatever because he checked out at this point. But I did hear that he was involved in a very, very, very tiny little bit of the film. He also has since gone on to talk bad about Hellraiser 5, 6, and any sequels that he was not actually directly involved with. And I think if he actually watched Hellraiser 5, I think he would think it was pretty good. And even to a lesser extent, Hellraiser 6. I think after that, with the 7th and 8th and ninth entries and such into the series, I think it does definitely lose its steam and goes a little bit off the deep end. But 5 and 6 are actually some of my favorite entries in the series because they're almost fresh starts in a way. They're fresh starts because they allowed them to stop the central pinhead storyline even though Hellraiser 6 does tie back to the first two. Of course, I'll get into that a little bit later on another night. There's actually a lot of good scenes in this movie, and it's one of Scott Derrickson's first directorial efforts. Scott Derrickson, of course, would go on to direct some other films, such as The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which is an excellent film, and in some ways similar to this, where it's not a straight-ahead horror film, has a lot more elements to it. I think for being a low-budget direct-to-video film, I think this looks outstanding. And I do know that it did go theatrically overseas. And if we're gonna go and split hairs as far as the look of the movie, I think it actually looks better than Hellraiser 3 and 4 as far as from a directing and editing standpoint. I think we really get a lot of these standout scenes in a very David Lynch inspired scene and that was the scene in the bar. It was creepy and strange with the way people are talking. Not only that, the whole idea with the tapes, it reminded me a little bit of Lost Highway. So there's definitely some of that Lynch-like influence on this one and maybe it's one reason why I like it so much because it does resemble some things from a David Lynch project. So while this one does borrow from David Lynch a little bit, we also get the scene in the hospital, which reminds me of something out of Jacob's Ladder, just by the way it's done. And then also with the disjointed nature of this film, it just gives me a little bit of that feeling of what Tim Robbins' character was going through in Jacob's Ladder. The primary difference is though, Tim Robbins and his character of Jacob definitely was not a bad person where Craig Sheffer's detective is. The bizarre nature is handled really well and the idea that the detective is looking for a child kidnapped by the engineer while that child is actually the detective himself is really well done. I feel like the idea of the engineer and Pinhead telling him to go home, his childhood home is possibly the last time that he was happy and theoretically innocent. This is the part where you really feel like he might have been a good guy at some point, but his soul is essentially corrupt. This is also a Hellraiser movie that adheres to the idea that Hell is something that is created and personalized for each individual person. And that's where you have Detective Thorne. He is seemingly reliving the same day over and over again, and that would be his own personal Hell that was crafted, not by Pinhead, but crafted by himself. Surprisingly enough for a direct-to-video film, 
A lot of the CGI is handled okay, the special effects look pretty good, and really it doesn't have a bad look about it. I actually wish that there would be a standalone Blu-ray release and they would actually clean it up a little bit because the one that I have has four movies compressed on it and it definitely doesn't look high definition. I don't know how good this movie could possibly look, but it would be nicer to see it in a better presentation. Sadly, we do not get much of Doug Bradley as Pinhead. It goes back to the Pinhead not having much screen time, and I think his screen time barely totals a minute here. It does work well for the story that's presented, and I think it's alright that we don't get an overuse of Pinhead. It makes his return seem powerful again. Not like Hellraiser 4 where he was shown a lot but we have a less is more type of mentality and it really does work well for the film. In addition to limited pinhead appearances, we also get very limited centibite appearances. Sadly, we do not get any cool creations. I think the twins are fairly decent looking in themselves and I think they convey the whole idea that the pleasure and pain S&M idea, I think they convey that pretty well just by their actions. I do think that a lot of the Hellraiser direct-to-video films are unfairly judged by fans. I think if they would take them and view them with an open mind, I think they would actually enjoy them quite a bit. This one here is easily one of my favorite in the franchise, and I think it still stands up. I honestly feel like the movie itself works on a whole bunch of the different levels and even if you don't like the Hellraiser franchise, you could actually view this movie and have some enjoyment out of it. So this is one that I definitely recommend in the franchise itself and well, with that I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. Also, if you don't do the whole social media thing, you can reach me at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. Catch up on past episodes at adamanalyzes.com. And one last thing, if you do have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to continue making episodes and reach new listeners. But with that being said, be kind and good night. Thank <laughs> you.